My name's Grayson. No, my name's Grayson. No, my name's Grayson. I'm Grayson, you're Elijah. This is I'm called- John Ham. <laughs> we have our special guest here today, John Ham. Would you like to introduce yourself? John. Fuck. <laughs> John Ham. Yes, thank you. I'm John Ham. Um, this is the Unreal Podcast. Yep, we are back with a brand new episode. Me and John here. Um, and Grayson. And Grayson. I, I do apologize. I didn't see you behind John. He's just so big. We had to get an extra chair for this. Yeah. He's a large man. He's, yeah. Sorry, I feel like we're objectifying him. He's in the room with us right now. <laughs> right, John Ham? Yes. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to us. <laughs> Welcome to the Unreal Podcast. Welcome to, we're back again. Yeah. Um, we're, I'm excited for the conversation we're going to have with yeah, our it's special a, guest. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> and I think uh, y'all should stay tuned and really listen for the parts where he jumps in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. got some really good to the whole thing. He's he, the whole he, the very, he, says his, he says the last line. He Arguably is. the funniest line yeah. of our podcast ever. Um, yeah. So to stay tuned out for John Hamm, but I'm yeah. Elijah. I'm Grayson. And this is the Unreal, Unreal Podcast. podcast. Jo- John, could you say that with us? Oh. This Unreal is Unreal Podcast. podcast. <laughs> he's shy. No, yeah, he's... Okay, Johnny boy. <laughs> and the last movies were The Exorcist and The Thing from You. Yes. So that's the last movies that we talked about. I have... I do, you know, I do those little recap lists. Yeah. They're helpful sometimes. Interesting. Um, interesting. So yeah, because we haven't recorded in like two weeks. We did talk about Sinister, though. We did. That's interesting. We did. I think I was like, I want. I, I like that movie. I think it's what it was. Or maybe talking about how it's on your that list or something like that. Or we were gonna watch it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Because we we ended up watching it the night after. Yes, yeah, the next night, which is funny. Yeah, and it was pretty good. People call it like the scariest movie ever made. I think at the time, like for, for like 2010s, like the 2010s, it's very like subjective. Like it's very like of right. its time, like 2010. I, I agree with that. Um, I don't know. I I would like to talk about a, a genuinely scary movie uh, as, as kind of its antithesis. Sinister is like set up, set up, set up, and mm-hmm. it delays this t- set up, and then, you know, jump scare, and it really gets you. Yeah, the jump scares are they're good in the theater, too. But a movie with no jump scares that's way scarier. Obviously, Cure. We've talked about how Cure doesn't. It has literally like one scary scene in it and it's enough to like get under your skin and stick with you mm-hmm. and imagine scenes like that just littering a whole movie that's that's cairo or pulse as in the american you know in the american language um <laughs> i love pulse yeah pulse is pulse is really touching um i haven't really stopped thinking about it you can't really say anything without spoiling it and also if i explained the entire pot it still wouldn't have spoiled it at the same time mm-hmm. like it's it's um it's one of those movies that it like it the exposition is very blatant like they really tell you what it's about explicitly and then like you you still don't know what it's about you know what i mean like it, it's something to wrestle with, so I think you have to watch it. I do. I want to watch um, it. When you do a uh, Kiyoshi Kurosawa, oh yeah, marathon. watch through. We have to. And I, I think the real lesson to learn in making something scary is 
an oppressive space. Um, the smart use of silence, because mm-hmm. when he does instead of a jump scare, it's more like all the all this all the audio just cuts out, and then you get like one voice or none, and then just re- restraint showing restraint to not just like throw something at the screen and scare the audience. Mm-hmm. Loud sharp noises. It's just it's very slow and and meticulously plotted and crafted and therefore earned everything's earned so that's the movie i wanted to open with how about you (laughs) um so as far as horror goes because i have some movies i want to talk about much (laughs) later because you know i had a i had a fun little couple weeks Mm um oh I watched 1964's Onibaba. Okay. Which is Onibaba. J- Japanese. Yeah. Um, it's a very, it's very. I think it's one of those films where you see the po- you see the poster like everywhere, and like you know mm-hmm. the imagery, and like I've never so. seen it. Isn't an Oni like a, a demon? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and Baba I think means woman. Demon okay. woman, I think. Demon if I'm not, if I'm, I hope I'm not incorrect, mm-hmm. but I think that's what that means. Um, but technically, like the plot is like these, like a mother. And a daughter-in-law, uh, like kill soldiers when they come into their swamp and sell their armor for money. While like there's her son and her, the mother's son and the girl's husband is at war. Oh wow! <clears throat> so that to like kill them there, and then they dump them in a pit, and they take their armor and sell it so they make money. Um, but then I think something happens, and then like it just like goes bad, mm-hmm. and then so I don't know like how to explain the plot. Without like spoiling it, I mean it's from the '60s, but like, right. So I think the son dies, and then she falls in love with the neighbor, and mm-hmm. the mom gets mother-in-law gets very mad, and then puts on like a demon mask from one of the soldiers, and then it just goes bad. Oh, yeah. So it's it's not really scary. I mean, it's not really like scary, scary. It's like '60s scary, you know. Right. Black. It's black and white. Gorgeous black and white. Um, but it's definitely a film that I've wanted to see for a long time. Mm-hmm. I just have never gotten around to it. And I will say, I did finish my uh, Hooptober. Okay. All 30, never do that again. Never. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think because, like, I saw a lot of movies that I never would have seen and movies that I wanted to see. Yeah. But also, I miss that movies that I like to see. You know, Halloween, you have, like, your kind of your rewatches that you always watch or yeah. something like that. I didn't really get a chance to watch them because I felt like I had to watch the movies that I picked for this. Because there's rules you have to follow. Yeah. So I was, like, I felt constricted to watching this 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 Halloween. Right. Like, I didn't watch the original Halloween. Like I always watch. Yeah. Um, but it was fun. It was fun. Little 31 films. I watched. Oh, that sounds intense. I watched maybe like fifty films this month. That's not bad. Fifty or sixty. Uh, something like something, something like. Something, that's the most I've ever watched. I think. <laughs> um, half of them were with you. Yeah. Because we watched Tango and Cash. Oh, I was about to say. We watched Tango and Cash. That was our hundredth movie. That was our hundredth movie. That's our milestone. Uh, it was hard to pick a hundredth movie. It was. I, I wanted to do something that was like, you know. Buddy Cop is a good example because, like, or like Point Break would have been a great example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, we could have done like Lethal Weapon or something just because, like, it had to be like a bro movie. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it's our I feel like Tango and Cash ended up being a good pick. I it's such a, a weird movie. Do we want to talk about it? We can talk about it. We can do. <coughs> we do a joint little joint feature. Yeah, I think what's interesting is it's lit and directed like. <laughs> Like a fucking masterpiece. Like, wasn't the light? Who who did the lighting? This guy. 
also worked on. Oh, you worked on some like really good movie. I yeah, forgot. I read what it was. in my review. So, <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, the cinematography uh, was done by Donald Florin, yeah. who did Thief. Thief, yeah. So obviously, it uses a lot of like light refracting and like wet pavement, mm-hmm. right? Which is kind of like his niche. It is very like kind of a wet it, film. Yeah, it, it creates this like beautiful neo noir feel. Like you just feel the city both as this like pulpy, you know, like corrupt, slimy mass that's also bright and hopeful in a yeah. way. Right. Which works for the thief. Yeah. Here it works as like high concept but they're not really like in the city it's like most of that's in a prison in a prison know? yeah but anytime this guy can just dump water and light it like up like that waterfall scene where they're in the yes yes really the whole prison sequence is, is probably my favorite part of the whole movie yeah it's a, um, it's a big chunk it's we're gonna thought it has it a be. really good prison break like it does it's just that, fun the, the little belt gliding thing yeah and, and it's got it's got henchmen you know goons getting just and we talked about how henchmen are no longer a thing like yeah. you don't get typecast as a henchman anymore yeah you know Robert Zadar that's, yeah. a, that's a real henchman the chin and he's got yeah the chin he's got a face like a you know like a some kind of maniac cop <laughs> um and that's how a whole series was born yeah <laughs> hey that guy looks like some kind of maniac cop um yeah I so it like it, it has this like from a craft element this like legit level of of you know craft um but <laughs> the script is like in, in the production like the producers want it to be like this like goofy yeah. slapstick lethal weapon yeah. knockoff it was supposed to have patrick swayze who had to drop out Replaced last second by Kurt Russell. You could tell an amazing decision though, because Kurt Russell's beefy in this. He is he's like he's, a, he's like a real piece of meat. We get two. We get two, two man ass. Lads, yeah. Two man asses. Oh yeah, the we shower get, scene's crazy. That is a crazy. Yeah, it's it's what I said in my review is that it's sufficiently homoerotic. It is. And I, I it think is. That's, yeah. Is and it a is it a good movie? Like no, and, and that it's that clash that creates the problems. But it's also that clash between like the craft and, and the, yeah, the, the tone. It's not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird because it's like it feels like it's made for like preteen boys, mm-hmm. like in terms of writing. But then they'll just drop like a hard f bomb, or there'll be a pair of boobs or something. It's like, whoa! Like it, it just feels very dissonant. Yeah. In terms, but it's of, definitely like, a movie that like I can see myself like just throwing on. Yes. Any time of the day. So fun. The whole car sequence. Yeah. The amount of practical effects is crazy. You've got some real insane shit like the boot gun, you know? Oh my god, the boot gun. It's used twice <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, how does that work? And you're like, well, yeah. it's not real. Yeah. I was like, well, <laughs> I mean, you could probably make a boot gun. Terry Hatcher as the little stripper girl, the dot yes. sister. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, Terry Hatcher, I know her name. Like, she sounds familiar. Like, I knew the other mother <laughs> like that's crazy yeah from Coraline yeah it clicked I was like holy shit I knew her from Spy Kids yeah you mentioned she gets her her, her hair blown off yeah and then in her safe house yeah I do remember that um she's like their aunt or something and she's supposed to like like be like y'all are safe yeah yeah she's like an aunt quotations yeah, but right but she's she's betrayed. like she's like really on the bad side yeah <laughs> I, I can picture it now and then after that we watched Miami Vice because we we said why not Yes. Which is a film Grayson been trying to get me to watch, I think, for like yeah, our whole friendship. I don't know why this is such a pan film. 
Like, I've been trying to understand. Now, I will say we watched the director's cut, um, which instead of one of the many changes in it is that instead of a hard open into um, Numb by uh, Linkin Park, which is very funny, mm-hmm. um, it has a, a really kind of serene and interestingly shot, like, water sequence um, that kind of brings the harbor into view and it 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 also is structured very similarly to the way that the actual miami vice show each episode is is built yeah, up. Yeah, it's yeah. usually like establishing shots of the harbor and whatever and it brings them into this kind of world um it's a long movie two hours 20 minutes two hours 20, it's a long movie the director's and cut is yes, longer yeah, yeah and i don't feel it i know that some people say they feel it you probably felt it i didn't feel it I felt it, but I didn't mind it. Like, I had fun yeah, watching it. It flies by. Um, also, we had, like, a little intermission. We had hot chocolate. We did. It was a, it was a fiasco. I kind of <laughs> oh, made a mess. Yeah. My girlfriend almost broke up with me because I fucked up the stove. <laughs> but I fixed it. Um, yeah. Amazing movie. Like, the digital cinematography is, like, just... It makes digital look, like, as good as film. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is crazy. You can't do that. Um, the fits. I love the romance subplot. Um, I think initially, I I think Sonny, you know, pursuing this this life of romance that is kind of like star-crossed lovers, that jumps out to me and stands out, and it still does. But on a on a rewatch, uh, a third rewatch, it's like it's like here is Tubbs' storyline of him just wanting to protect what he has and finding that being put, you know, to the limit. Yeah. And and him staying cool under that pressure, him not being mad at his friend who arguably it's his fault, right? Like who who is like there's all these elements of his character and and Fox's performance <laughs> is just so good. <laughs> sorry. And his ass. Yeah, his ass his is, ass an, ass is another good. another movie for my for my male nudity list yeah my favorite thing you were like um what (laughs) my favorite thing was when you were like uh elizabeth rodriguez's character gina who is in the show right oh yeah you're like she she's spoken like zero times we're like two hours in we're two hours in she said one word why does she have any part in this movie (laughs) at all and i'm just sitting there like kind of smirking because i know that elizabeth rodriguez gets the best part of the whole movie yeah, when they when they they storm the fucking uh, uh, white supremacist you know trailer where they're holding his wife, uh, Tubbs's wife, and she's got her gun trained on him and they've got everything and the guy's like I'm gonna fucking blow the detonator I don't care I'll take us both out, and she's like, that's not what's gonna happen. <laughs> what's gonna happen is I'm gonna put a round in your neck at like you know a point two milliseconds and. You, you'll you won't even know that you're dead before you are <laughs> and, and it's just really cool and obviously i butchered that like she actually just oh it's so good it's so good. it is you good you know it's the best line of the whole yeah movie. yeah i was like because you were like mm-hmm. second best my bad what's the first fiend best? for mojitos oh yes right you're right i'm sorry <laughs> and that's grayson's motto I, it is it lives by mojitos i do yeah you when i went on that little cruise and i got a bunch of mojitos i kept it was all I drank was mojitos. That no really water, right no Refreshing. coffee, nothing. 
I would love a mojito. Mojito on like by the beach. People think mojitos are only for the summer. They're great for the summer. Mm-hmm. But a, a winter mojito is kind mm. of a beautiful thing. A mojito crisp, is crisp. Minty. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Minty like the wind. It's the best drink. Cocktails were perfected and it's crazy. Anybody drinks anything else. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not even playing. I love mojitos. Remember we tried to make uh, mojitos at, for my birthday and you brought all the ingredients Good. and we used that fucking busted ass jug. Yeah. And it did not work out very Yeah, well. we wanted to make a pitcher of mojitos. A pitcher of mojitos. And so we should have prepped it and created then, it in quantities, shaken, poured, shaken, poured. Yeah. And instead we were like, well, we'll just muddle it inside of this pitcher. So we just dumped everything in. And it was strong. It's very strong. <laughs> the the was pitcher like was gone, though. The pitcher was gone. Yeah. I think, you finished, I think you finished much of the, most of the pitcher. I did do a good job on it. Um. Yeah, it's it's Miami Vice is a movie that it doesn't shy away from the like kind of campiness of the show to a degree, mm-hmm. but it doesn't try to be campy. It doesn't try to be you know anything. It's like my it's like man is completely sincere and earnest in trying to create a a, a gritty brutal procedural. Yeah, it's also incredibly romantic, and I, I think. You know, it's all about corruption and and kind of the bad guys get away and whatever. And like, it's between it, for me, it's between this and Black Hat as my favorite Michael Mann movie. I, I will say, Black like, Hat. anybody else besides Michael Mann directed it, I don't think it would have yeah. been as good. Early, like, I mean, as like mm-hmm. acclaimed as it is now, right. cult, it's a very has a big oh, cult following. My uh, Miami Vice, I could watch every day of the week and not have an issue every week. You know, I know. Uh, I might get a little tired of it, obviously, like being literal. But um, Black Hat is has I think the highs of Black Hat are higher. Like I love the ending of Black Hat. Or fuck, I love the ending of Black Hat and the beginning too. But the middle drags a little bit. It mm-hmm, really does. Mm-hmm. I really want to watch the director's cut, but they're it, releasing like, it. They are. Arrow um, is. Arrow yes, on Arrow. That's what yeah. I, was, I was shopping on Arrow the um, other day. But they're kind of not, but they kind of are. Yeah. Like, every, every week they change their mind. Like, no one knows if they're actually releasing it. Last I saw it on their website like, for sale or for pre-sale, so I don't know. It's been on pre-sale for a long time. And if you check, like, the Reddit, people are talking about, like, um, oh, yeah, so they're actually releasing this, but they're not releasing that. And, you know, it's all over the place. I really hope they do because I would love. Apparently, part of the director's cut is a whole lecture on soybean prices. So I really hope that that is uh, very up your alley in there. Yeah, I love Black Hat. I have never seen it. <clears throat> it's interesting the the ending <clears throat> without talking about plot wise. For spoilers' sake, thematically, it's so brilliant because it's a it's a cyber thriller for the whole movie. And the ending is kind of this, this, it's set against like a ritual, like what's more human, you know, seeking transcendence Mm -hmm. and you have no more guns, no more hacking. You have literal books and knives and it's just fucking brutal. And it feels like the idea is like humanity triumphing over the super systems that become corrupt and, and dominate our lives, you know? I don't know. It's really interesting. There's there's whole essays about it. It's just a great movie. I need to watch it. Please. 
Well, not loan it to you. Well, not directly. Yeah, I actually, I think I watched Silence that you also loaned me. I did loan you Silence. Yeah. I forgot to watch that. I oh do need to God. watch that. Silence is so good. <clears throat> um, so watch those two movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. La, la, la. Um, so you're, t- I guess. <clears throat> so I have two other films that I want to talk about for sure. Actually, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> I'm going to double feature these two real quick. But they're both kind of the same thing. So I uh, did The Serpent and the Rainbow and The People Under the Stairs. Serpent and the Rainbow is Wes Craven. People Under the Stairs is also Wes Craven. I did oh, a Wes yeah. Craven double feature. Um, but uh, Shudder has this thing called Cursed Films where they talk about like films, horror movies that had like a cursed production. So, right. so, so someone, some would say. Um, so like I watched it because I, I watched the episode about The Serpent and the Snake. Mm-hmm. So it's about like um, a white professor, I think a paleontologist, like almost kind of like Indiana Jones, mm. goes to Haiti, and then like voodoo gets involved, and it's very, it's very interesting. And I heard the people of Haiti um, liked it to a degree because for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, like you know how like the the trope of like black people being like the like the uh, like the pre- the high priest or the voodoo right. the voodoo mama witch or whatever doctor. witch doctor that's mm-hmm. always like in, in like most in like early pre code cinema and also like sixties and seventies right. it that's was like origin of the that's zombie, yeah right? origin of the zombie yeah and yeah. this it's it's a zombie movie technically okay. um, but not really but it's about but the it's about the story zombie. of the first zombie interesting um, that they found so like the they showed they screened it in Haiti and. Um, uh, they they liked the depiction of like themselves not being more than just like a, a witch doctor. Right. But then when I watched it, it kind of does play into that stereotype. But mm-hmm. I think because it was filmed on location, it was filmed with real Haitians. I think right. that there was a lot of like people who actually appreciated that. <clears throat> but I heard like filming on there was like really dangerous. Like there was like times where people were like scared they weren't going to come back to America because Jeez. of like, and people were doing actual voodoo there. Yeah. And some guy woke up with like a like a pile of cigarettes like in a circle after he had just smoked them all and naked in front of like Wes Craven's hotel door and doesn't remember getting there or whatever. Jesus. It's crazy. And then he had to leave. He left because he's like, I can't do this anymore. Oh my god. <clears throat> so that's a good one to watch. It's very underrated. Bill Pullman's in it. You know my crush. I do love Bill Pullman. I love Bill Pullman. I have that shirt. Um, he's naked in it. He the wears tidy whities. I wish. Uh, and then I watch People in the Stairs, which is another movie about gentrification mm. and like. Um, society about like a black family being taken out of their house and they go to this uh, next door neighbor to like try to like steal something I think and then like they end up being like all those like they steal children they're under their house and it's very it's a very nice commentary about like um, about gentrification and about like America and about you know how capitalism and all that stuff. So it was, it was a very interesting double feature that I didn't expect to happen on that right. front. But like to have like two stories about black people and black characters through the lens of a white director. Right. But it was I think I think personally they were taken with care. That's cool. And I think that was, that was it's very nice. I just think that's those, important. I think those two films were. I'm just gonna shout those two films out before we get into anything else. But that's all I wanted to say about those. I like Wes Craven. I I had seen Nightmare on Elm Street and I finally watched Scream. <laughs> Love, love, love. I don't really go too much into detail on Scream. I feel like that needs a whole episode of its own because you care about it so much. And Damn. We, we should watch all of them. We really should. <laughs> I love the first. Um, but we won't talk about it. Okay, we won't talk about it. I will say, though, I did, for my whole life, I, for whatever reason, mixed 
Clive Barker and Wes Craven into That's one fair. person in my head, <laughs> even though they make very different movies. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, wow, this this Wes Craven guy can really make a fucking like he did Candyman, <laughs> he did fucking <laughs> Hellraiser. He's a legend. So far, I and I love Scream, but I feel like. I lean towards Clive Barker's like he he does things it feels like with a purpose like like beyond just making something cool like he's like let me like thematically dig into mm-hmm, this and mm-hmm. like Candyman is gorgeous Candyman is great and Candyman is like it's like an old white guy wrote this like this it's is I think originally in the book like it was never explicit if he was black or not like the right. Candyman right but I think um I think the screenwriter like I took it, it and switched it, be, right? Because and something like that, or something about like, well, they made it into like a thing about like gentrification. Again, another gentrification movie uh, and in Chicago. Really like, well. it, I think it took place in England because Clive Barker is English. Yeah. So they took it and rewrote it to this, and I think that's how the Candyman legend um, got to be what it is. And I, I, I love that movie. It's a movie that I can put on anytime. Love Candyman. Love that movie. Five star movie. Genuinely scary. Uh, like, so good. The new scary. one, I liked it. People did it. Uh-huh. It's very stylized. I was gonna say, uh, Nita Costa. I love her work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 good. The script it connects to the first one. Did you see the new clip from the Marvels? Mm-mm. Kind of looks awesome. I think people were hating on it. My hot take. I. They're using the mechanic in a really interesting way, and the camera was being used in a really interesting way. I will say that Nate Costa does great camera work. She does. Great camera work. She does, and that's what I liked about... See, I said, I still haven't logged Candyman, the new one, because I haven't sat down and watched it. Mm-hmm. But it's always been like on in the background. Mm-hmm. And it looks amazing. Like, yeah. It looks yeah, yeah, really yeah. good. It's, it's so... It's clean. It's clean yeah. filmography, uh, filmmaking. Um, no, I am excited, because, you know, we're, we're Brie Larson Defenders. We are. We, so I, I, love I think she's gotten treated really poorly. I didn't like Captain Marvel really. But um, I think I don't think it was her fault. No. no. I, 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 it's a, it's a fun movie. I well, just it. like the Marvels is ultimately going to be bad because it's it's the spawn of like six shows that no one's seen. So yes, no one's gonna watch it, and for I will that reason, it. it doesn't exist in a vacuum and can't be understood. On a first watch, I, 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 I ironically that. have seen those two shows that they can have. have. Yes, um, um, my ex was a big. I mean, I I like them. Like I, I watch them. They're like candy stuff to me. It's like mm-hmm. you know, um, but when the show, the shows first came out, it's like right after Endgame, so everyone was like all about right. like WandaVision, which was right. great. Um, right. And then by the time like Miss Marvel came out, I was kind of like waiting off of it, but my ex mm-hmm. really liked it, and so we would watch them every week together, which is kind of cute because they came out weekly. I've heard Miss Marvel's. It's great, and it's it's so rich in culture. It's so it's actually yeah. really fun. It's colorful. It's like I've heard hard. at least like the first three episodes are really good, and then it like tries to be too Marvel, but you know. I think it's good. I think you should. It does some stuff. I've heard Loki season two is similar, where like Loki season two opens brilliantly and <laughs> kind of falls off. Talking about like episode four, I haven't seen the I've seen the first season uh, season one of Loki, but I haven't seen the second. I uh I just don't. I don't care like I'm gonna watch the Marvels but I don't really care about I'm not gonna watch the shows to try and understand yeah it I can offer you in. and I'll be like and even if I don't understand it like that will probably give me a better lens to look at it through like as a film on its own yeah, yeah, yeah. outside of an extended canon we have two different sides of what it would be exactly. so that's interesting um, and, and I am gonna watch it I'll watch it because I love <coughs> I love black women yeah Nia DaCosta 
I think the marketing has been atrocious for this movie. I think they can't do a lot because also because of SAG. Yes, the SAG true. strike's been like really hitting them. Did you see the Cats poster? Yeah. Oh, that one hurt. Um, hopefully, hopefully we'll get into news later, but hopefully they figure something out today or tomorrow, yeah. this week. But I digress. <laughs> I digress into something else besides the Marvels. Um. Oh, 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 oh sorry. Oh, oh, Push the table. Uh, I do want to talk about a movie. Um, <laughs> that really pissed me off and then we can do our, our two doubles call me by your name and Scooby-Doo we can do that <laughs> I I'm talking about my two films that I saw like the festival one. Oh, I'm so excited and then the other one that I saw by myself I'm gonna win okay go ahead The Killer <clears throat> was one of my most anticipated movies of the year just because I do like David Fincher a mm-hmm, lot mm-hmm. I like his thrillers specifically um, I really was hoping for basically something on par with um, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. To a degree, it's being compared to that because it's like, oh, he's got ice cold blood in his veins as a director. No. Netflix, I don't know if this is true or not. This is what it feels like. Netflix commissioned a series from Fincher. Fincher made it. Yeah. And then they were like, actually, we're going to recut this into a movie okay. and put it in theaters. Because he has a deal with Netflix, does he not? He does. Okay. Um, and for this, <clears throat> it, it straight up, it has episodes. It's not just an episode. It's an episodic movie, mm-hmm. but it has like episodes and they feel like there's a hard start and stop. And um, the real, the, the, the pacing and texture of the film feels like it would be better in those episodes as a show. Mm-hmm. Uh they don't explain a lot of character motivations, not in a like nuanced way, like, oh, trust the art. Like, it's like, why is he doing this? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense for him to do that. Um, and the real, my real problem with the movie is that it, I, I, I'll say what it is and then I'll explain why I think it happened. The product placement is insane. Worse than Transformers movie. Worse than a fucking like any Michael. I've heard that's really bad. bad. I heard it's bad. It's bad. I mean, we're talking like per minute, probably like six ads, and they'll be like fully in a monologue. There's a lot of like ads per minute, and that brings my smiles per minute way down. (laughs) (laughs) Little reference. A little callback. Little callback. Um, no, it's tough because it's like I think what happened is it was supposed to be a show. And that would make it feel like, you know, a movie will usually have like two or three like big ads. Yeah. You know, if they, if that's a car chase is like the best thing they can do. Yeah. Um, And this one, it's like, I think per episode, you know, it wouldn't have been as bad if I was watching an episode. I'd be like, oh, there's an ad there or whatever. Yeah. But if it's one movie and each of them has a big like ad, like a, like a, like a shameless plug and not just product placement, I'm talking like, in monologue, he'll he in his first like villain monologue, he drops Airbnb, um, he drops like uh, 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 McDonald's. He's like it, it's like a whole sequence. It has nothing to do with the plot. He goes down to McDonald's like I can get ten grams of protein for less than a euro or for one euro or whatever, like forty six million Americans or whatever. It's like what, dude? And then he just goes back like it doesn't tie into the plot. It's it's bullshit mm-hmm. and I'm like what is Fincher doing here uh, there's like Ryobi there's fucking FedEx you know like Amazon is all over the place same day delivery into my package locker like it's tough it's it's a t- it's genuinely 
I don't I haven't been hearing as much about it especially on letterbox people aren't really talking about this aspect of it and I'm like why like this took me out of the movie a lot and it was it was yeah. shameless and I haven't heard it except from you and other people who saw it at work mm-hmm. which is weird on letterbox it pisses me off because here's a an accomplished director making a well-crafted film this is true and for that reason everyone wants to act like that's not a problem that Netflix isn't sucking the soul out of it the killer never fully justifies why it exists mm-hmm. all the other David Fincher movies do um, even Mank Mank is a passion project for him right? yeah. so you can yeah. feel and I haven't watched Mank I think it's one of those situations where like one, scratch my back and I'll scratch yours kind that's of what thing. I was thinking like I think and so for people not to be like hey this is like very clearly him doing something that he doesn't care about mm-hmm. or he does to a degree like it is superbly crafted I will say like it's well lit the editing is is amazing you've got um, really uh, there's a really memorable fight sequence um, I didn't feel like it was too long like some people were saying it was boring mm-hmm. I didn't feel that mm-hmm. um, but god damn like it really did pull me out of it really badly um and, and it was it was disappointing i was like this is worse it's worse than michael bay you know michael bay would be like you know pull up in your transformers car that's fucking awesome and, and it's a bmw and then you get out and you have your mcdonald's cup and, and you're sipping on it and you pull out like your your whatever this they're acknowledging the products they're like oh it's blah 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 I will say it takes a lot of talent because I know a lot a lot of films actually use product placement and people don't yeah. know it. Yeah. I think it's I think it's very impressive for someone to or like a film to like mm-hmm. have product placement in it and you don't even notice. Right. And like it sucks when like someone like Venture or the script and you don't yeah. know because I've been reading a lot about like um, studios recently because I've been yeah. into like a big, a big uh, like dive right. about like studios <clears throat> like Warner Brothers for example and how right. they have deals with the companies and the co- they have to use it in so their scripts many, they yeah. have to use a certain amount and so it sucks for like these directors who don't necessarily agree to that exactly but they are, are stuck in this and it's crazy how studios are just ruining they ruin everything mm-hmm. that's what's <laughs> weird to me is like if you get produced by netflix you get produced not by netflix you mm-hmm. get produced by a shit ton of corporate sponsors that piggyback on netflix to create like to put product placement, right? Yeah. So Fincher is pretty vocal about really liking his deal with Netflix because he gets a lot of creative control. But I don't really see that here. Yeah, it feels like a Fincher movie. You have these elements. But then if in the middle we, we have to pause to watch a fucking ad, like, I, I just don't get it. I, I don't get it. It's so cringe, like, I, I, whatever. I need to watch it. I I don't want to watch it, but I do want to watch it. It's it's such a weird movie to me because I'm like, I give it a three and a half. Mm-hmm. If it didn't have all the product placement, we're looking at a solid four, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Good movie. Um, I wanted to give it a two and a half because like, it's just so distracting, and I just I don't know. I think I would have liked it if it wasn't for that aspect. Yeah, and I think it's scary that this is becoming this is like going to be the norm, especially. Well, it wouldn't be scary if it was like. Whoever the fuck, right? Yeah, but, but it was David, David Fincher. It was someone, that, yeah, that's a thing. It's one of the greats, like the greatest. Thing, this, this movie went to like Cannes. This went to like all the yeah. festivals too, which is crazy to think about. And no one's talking about the mm-hmm. fucking product placement. They're being paid. It's horribly distracting. 
Hmm. It's it's like it's it's a whole I, watch. I'll have to watch whenever it comes out on Netflix, which I don't comes out later this month, I think. I'm not even sensitive to things like that too much. Like I, I don't know why Yeah, normally you let things like that go. Yeah, I'm like, okay, like the fucking car chase in Barbie. Who gives a shit? I'm like, yeah. Okay. Like it still served a purpose and it moved the plot forward. Yeah. Great song it was too. Fun. Yeah, great song and, and is it the worst part of the movie? Yeah. But it's there, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um that's my thoughts on the killer. Okay. Uh, the biggest disappointment of the year so far. Crazy. Crazy. I was expecting a five star. You were. Um, should we? Did you want to talk about your festival films before um, we do the the together watches? Let's see. Yes. So I watched two new films that came out actually this year. I watched um, a French film called Anatomy of a Fall, mm-hmm. which has been on. The, it won the Palme d'Or. Yes. At Cannes. I've Parasite, Taxi Driver, um, Triangle of Sadness. Triangle of Sadness. They have won Palme d'Or. Uh, I think Titan. The Square. The Square won yeah. Palme d'Or. So, like, good films. And so, like, of course, like, we're not showing it in right. Denton. Of or, course. Or, or, like, so I had to go to Plano, the Angelica. Is that the Norwegian one that they had the the um, trailer for? And we were like, what is this? What mm. is this? It played Alamo, the trailer did. I don't remember. Sorry, I don't mean to. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, so I went to go watch it because I was like, oh, you know what? Like I was doing nothing that day, and I was like, I'll go, I'll go see it. And because you know me, I hate doing, I hate doing things alone. Right. But I've been trying to be better about that. Yeah. So I went. Um, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, two and a half hours. Yeah. You don't really feel it because it's like it's it seems like it's gonna be slow, right. but it's so fast paced, and. Um, so really it's about like, um, this woman's husband dies and they're in the middle of nowhere. They have a cabin in the middle of nowhere in the French Alps. Mm-hmm. Um, he dies. Their son is blind. Only witness is the blind son. Oh shit. And she's being put on trial for murder mm-hmm. because right. it just makes sense. Right. Um, superbly crafted. I think that what a, it, what a, what a premise, what a premise that alone yeah. Go go see this movie because like mm-hmm. people aren't gonna see it because it's not showing a lot of places right. like I would, limited release. Limited release. Um, I had to go to Plano, but and I went and it was like it was there was like twenty people there, which I was surprised about. It was like seven thirty on a Thursday. Angelica. Angelica. And Ange- <clears throat> that happened with um, decision to leave too. Like we went. And yeah. Was, there was a surprising amount of people. I was like, oh, I thought it was gonna be me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was just, it was oh my god! Like it's it's one of those movies that it's like frustrating because mm-hmm. like. The people who are like, um, what's it called when you're like in court and you're like the other side? Right, right, right. The, um, the, oh, on the other side? Yeah, the other side. The, um, not the persecution, the prosecution. The prosecution, yes. yeah. The prosecutor <laughs> is such an asshole our, our in this. One brain yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the prosecutor the in this movie is such a fucking asshole. Just doing his job. Mm-hmm. He's an asshole and you hate him. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 like, it's about, like, they talk about, <clears throat> trying to make her look guilty mm. on things that they were not there for or mm. things that they just like heard clips from or like snippets from. And it's like painting this person as really badly. And I was like, topical. It's like, wow. <laughs> topical. Um, and it's how no one, like everyone doesn't believe. Right. And she was like, I know what I did and I did not do that. I did not kill right. my husband. And it's just like this whole thing. I have to see. And, it's, and it resonated with me right. a lot. And I was like in the seat like this, like my like, jaw dropped. It was so 
good. I love movies like that. And movies it's, that make me fucking livid. Yeah, and I was I like, I really want to watch The Hunt. You have, have you seen oh, The Hunt? Oh, no, I haven't seen The Hunt. Oh, God, just the premise alone makes me so scared. That's like my worst nightmare. Oh, yeah. That's so <laughs> scary, though. So go see it. It's mm-hmm. so good. Sandra Huller uh, does an amazing job. Yeah. She might yeah. be a double nominee this year, or she might be an actress, because wow. she was also in that Nazi movie. That sounds so bad. What's it called? The Zone of Interest. Jonathan Glazer. No. Um, it's like one of the best films of the year. Um, it's about Nazis, but it's supposed to be different. It's on a, based on a book, I think. But yeah, yeah, this movie is phenomenal. Go see it. Um, oh my god, yes. it's so good. The Zone of Interest. This does. This does look good. Yeah, Jonathan Glazer, he did Under the Skin. And I, which I didn't see, and I've heard nothing but good things about. I have seen it. I have seen it. I've heard it's uh, I've heard it's a uh, it's, it's, kind of it's fucked watch. up. It's fucked up. Yeah. But I heard like this is like a front runner for like oh. a lot of Sandra she was in uh she was in I'm Your Man. Yes, she I saw that, but man. I haven't seen that. Yes. Yeah. She is in that. She movie. plays a uh, kind of a smaller part. She is German. And you know it's funny cuz it takes place in France. Right. She's German. So I speak a lot of English. Oh, that's helpful. Because they're trying to be like they talk about why they speak English and it's very interesting. So it's it's Lingua not Franca. like yeah, kind of, kind of situation. Yeah. So like, it is in French for a lot of the film, but it's mm-hmm. also in English just as much. So it's not a terrible watch if you don't like subtitles that much. Um, I'm stoked to see that. It's so good. It's so good. And then I love a courtroom thriller, though. Mm. I love a courtroom anything. Like I love something like that. Oh yeah. Like my cousin Vinny, not a thriller, but I love like, the courtroom. It's a courtroom comedy. I still haven't seen that. Oh, yet. you have to watch that. That's that's that's, a, that's a, one of my favorites. There's another movie we haven't seen. That's embarrassing. Oh, Killers of the Flower Moon. We have not seen that yet. Every second that I'm alive, we, and we haven't seen, we we'll plan. watch it today. We can watch it today. Yeah. Yeah. After this, we'll go watch it. Okay. Do you have the time? Nothing to do today. Okay. Cool. Me too. Do you have the time? Yeah. I, I have an assignment due at midnight, but if, as long as we watch it at like three or five or whatever, we're fine. Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I got a little invite from... He's distracted me. Um... I used to live in Austin. I was a part of the Austin Film Society, little film club over there. And I still get emails. And I was going through my emails one day to coffee shop, and I got an invitation to do this thing. So the Austin Film Festival was this week or last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually really cool because they have the film festival, like the, the eight-day, ten-day pass. Mm-hmm. But they also have a film pass, which they choose 12 movies, and it's 80 bucks, and you go see those movies. So That's it's like really the Holdovers. It's like American fiction. It was We actually all the showed the Holdovers at Alamo. What the f? Yeah, I get to see it. Huh? I didn't get to see it. I was working. Oh, I want to see that movie so bad. I would. I did too. It looks, that's my favorite movies of all time. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, thought, I haven't seen it. I mean, most anticipated. <laughs> I was like, what? Most anticipated <laughs> movies. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. I was like, oh. Okay. I just love movies like 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 that. But yeah. Um. Anyways, so I got an invite to go see all of us strangers. I had. To, I bought a ticket. Bastard. $20. I drove to Austin. And, um, yeah, so it's very cool because, like, Austin, like, the film, like, the theaters are relatively close. Like, the Paramount and then next door was the State Theater, which is right. where I went. Um, and they're owned by the same people. They just are split. The, the state is very small. Mm-hmm. Um, so I only like, 300 people in there. And so when you get a film pass, which is when you buy the $80 one, or if you buy an individual pass, which is what I did, um, you stand on a separate line, mm. so like everyone who has like a like a badge or whatever, like a film mm. badge, goes first. Interesting. And so I was looking online on the 
they have a thing called sketch it's like it's like a schedule, schedule yeah. yeah and there was 230 people who had like said they were gonna go so i was like that only like 60 spots yeah so i was nervous and i got there like at a good, relatively good time and so like everyone went in and everyone went in and they were handing out passes like with numbers on it so how many people and i was 170 so i was surprised that i got nice. that um nice, nice nice so anyways walk in they do a little speech the movie starts going crying Okay, I'm yeah. just kidding. I didn't really cry, but um, <laughs> you saw it. I did. I, I, you I did. did cry, but not at the beginning. Right. It, I love Andrew High. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a movie called Weekend, which I was going to say I, I own I, on Criterion. That's in, my, that's in my queue. I need to watch um, it. Yeah, it's really good. good. Really good. He does a good job at pre- pre- uh, depicting realistic gay people, where it's not like a super like stereotype, or it's not like right. over not the aggressive. top. They're not like yeah, they're not like, yeah. aggressive. Um, and it because he, I think he's gay himself. Um, no, I think I think rumor has it these sex scenes that he does are just a little too realistic for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Love Weekend. Maybe it, that's a, that's another sad one that I think I should watch soon. But all the strangers. <laughs> the premise is is very interesting to me because it is interesting. It's got the idea of like this. Okay, I'm curious to know. Because you didn't sign an NDA or anything, right? Mm-mm. Okay. So, without spoilers, right? I want to know how much the parents' plot takes up of the movie. Because that part sounded crazy. It was like, yeah, he meets this person in his building, and they have a romance. And then he goes home and finds that his dead parents are still alive. And they're, uh, they look the same as they did mm-hmm. when they died, like, 30 years 30 ago. 30 years ago. What I would say fun? it's 50-50. Really? It's a fifty-fifty plot. So it's one of those movies where it's like this happens, and then they it bounces back and forth. It's like they oh, spend okay. time. yeah. So it's um, and then they kind of merge together towards the end. Okay, because um, that sounds like such a, a, a different, a different, it's, like a it's, different movie. Yeah, yeah. No, but it it does really well because he's a writer. Okay. And he's yeah. writing about his parents. Yeah, yeah. So it makes sense. And and I was a little curious about how like the ghost story aspect he's of it would about work. His parents that that makes sense. Yeah, does gotcha. Yeah, and it's. It genuinely took me for something that I didn't expect, and like it's, it did make me cry. Oh yeah, it's already. <laughs> I, I I know I'm probably gonna cry. It's if I watch it's it. so good. Like I'm, I I, I don't know. Like I'm I'm glad I went. I would love to see this with you by my because I was by myself and I was like everyone was like talking about film and everyone was in line and I was just by myself and I was Aww. like, Hi. you gotta introduce yourself. Well, I was. Hi, fellows. What are we talking about over here? Well, they're on the they're all on the pass line. They're all on yeah. the badge line. So I don't want. I'm like, fucking. They're like, look at the single ticket over here. Yeah, you should be like, hey, how do I get one of those badges? Hey, I have a podcast. Uh, hey, hello. That's true. We could next yeah, year. You have to talk like that when you go to Austin. I do. I'm a little bit excited. That's how I used to talk for like five years. Did you really? No. <laughs> when you lived there? Yeah. I'm a little bit excited. Oh, hey, what's uh, a guy like me to do? <laughs> But I think that with what's going on right now with me, I think I needed to see this by myself. Right. Especially because, like, the topics that were going on. Yeah. It's, you know. And it was just nice to, like, to sit there and, like, just, like, I just Cry. took it all in and <laughs> cried. Yeah. Felt a lot of things. Yeah. And it was just something that I think I needed in that moment. And it looks great. It. I want to watch it again because I wish I had. I wish it was out now so I can go see it because I would go definitely, like, to see this movie, like, tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Um. It comes out in January, uh, December. December? December 22nd. That feels like it's far away, but it's not. It's like two months. Yeah. So I want you to see this. I can talk about it because I've been dying to talk about it. But two months from now, you'll maybe you got an early access or something, but. Doubt. Um, Doubt. 
I don't think I don't think Denton would get this movie. No, probably not. It is too gay. There yeah. is a sex scene in there, and I was oh, like, "We got dicks." The fucking musical. Come on, Come on. Paul Muscol never been hotter. So hot. Never been hotter. And so so talented. So talented. I think he's what an interesting guy. He you know? licks cum oh. off of Andrew Scott's chest. Wow. And that's when I was like, "What are we?" This horniest movie made me cry. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" And there's like multiple sex scenes. That's like two or three, I think. That's actually a good transition. Oh, yes. Call me by your name. Yeah, looking cum. Speaking of I more cum eating. seen somehow for a long time. Yeah. And uh, I think it lived in a spot in my head where I was like, oh, here's this like, here's this like popular gay flick. I don't know. I, I almost saw it the same as like Love, Simon or whatever. Yeah. Grayson hates gay movies. No, I don't. I just don't like. Uh, gay movies. Or like, like, um. <laughs> Red, white, and royal blue. Like, gay movies. It's just not for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a gay person. I, I just, I was like, eh. I don't like the, the cheap shit, you know? Yeah. And I, I knew it was it. by Luca, so I should have known better. And I'd just been kind of putting it off. What a fucking marvelous, perfect film. Like, it, it's so, so I will say, it's not that long. It's like two hours long, and it feels like four or five. Mm-hmm. Like, it was one of the most... It definitely, I felt it. You know what I yeah. mean? But not in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it really <clears throat> lives inside of itself. I in think. In this time and in this world that it's that it's showing you. And the characters are so brilliantly mm-hmm. written. The, oh, God. Oh, it's 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 a hard watch. It really is. It's definitely a hard watch. Mm-hmm. And I think, I saw this when it came out. Uh, I saw it in theaters mm-hmm. with one of my exes. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, <laughs> this guy and his exes. You're like, you're like Ramona Flowers. Uh, yeah, literally. I, the next guy, it's gonna have to deal with that. Um, but I saw it in theaters. Gorgeous on the big screen, by the way. Right. Gorgeous. And we were talking about this about how like the like establishing slash landscape shots mm-hmm. of like just like a book or like mm-hmm. a stream. That very feels like very much feels like a part of the story itself. Like they're, they're yeah. like the setting is its own character. Yes. Absolutely. And I think it plays a very big part in the story. And for Luca to like almost like mm-hmm. show us the body of Italy in such a way where it's like enticing yeah. and, and like it's, oh, it's And so you have good. to imagine Luca in this space for months placing every book perfectly. Mm-hmm. The colors, the the specific like the the setting feels so as crafted as any character yeah. and I'm like how did they do this so perfectly mm-hmm. how did they and the the plot is beautiful I think my favorite part of the whole movie for whatever reason is when they go and they've pulled up that that statue and then they go into the beach yeah just love Ugh. love that so good and then he misses his date and any other film would have been like ah I've missed it by a second let's really focus on this and 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 there's nothing wrong with that but yeah. to have it kind of be brushed over because he doesn't care ultimately like mm-hmm. and she understands too like it's just it's just really it's just really well done like it it, 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 uh, it I love this film because like when you watch it I think it's one of the few films that when you watch it you're actually taken into yeah the world oh, that they're absolutely. in like it, it's from the get go from like the little piano credits an open hand yes yes it, it, it is it's so good the characters are complex yeah and the way that they like 
flirted with each other but try to make it not obvious because mm-hmm. like they couldn't but then, like the parents act like they didn't know but they right. knew it's just like the act like the subtle movements like when he gets the phone call at the end mm-hmm. and the parents look at each other yeah oh and it, it, it's it's really beautiful and what's obviously it's complex mm-hmm. right we have to talk about like let's bring it up the age gap or whatever but do we like it's not endorsing the actions, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not saying, oh, you know, it's like, here's a love story, and here's why it doesn't work. And it, you know, it's like licorice pizza. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, for me, they obviously get talked about a lot, and it drives me crazy because, like, with licorice pizza, it's like, this is fucked. This is wrong. This is whatever. Yeah, yeah. With Call Me By Your Name, they're like, this is beautiful. Yeah. This is whatever. Um, I don't know. I don't really have a lot of like concrete thoughts about it outside yeah. of like obviously fucking duh. They're not saying predatory <laughs> under. Like I don't think he that. was like looking for someone that young. You know, it just no. kind of happened. Yeah, and not well, not even just that. It's like it. It's acknowledged that that's problematic. They're like, we can't do this. Like, yeah, this it is. Problem. They bring it up. Um, but they're they also don't go out of their way. They trust that the audience isn't going to be like, wow, they seem to like this thing, that this is a good yeah. thing about There's the a lot of caution with it. Yeah, and also, I think anyone who watches the movie and sees Army's, Army Hammer's character as like being in the right or being like, like, is, 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 I, I, like, no. Like, he literally gets married. Like, I know there's a sequel and everything, but yeah, like, yeah. It's it's really about Tim Cham's character, you know, mm-hmm. and his his struggle and, and journey to come into himself and to realize kind of who he is. Yeah. And through the lens of this this passionate tryst, right? Yeah. And <clears throat> it's a coming of age story in that way. Um, I don't know. It, it's just it's frustrating that that gets focused on. Um, same for licorice pizza or anything like that. It's like. It's, it's ultimately yeah. like about like desire mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know it comes like when I guess no one really expects it and like yeah. I think desire not just like not just like like a relationship desire yeah. but like familial desire huh. because like the the relationship that he has with his parents I think is probably some of the best parental like relationships yeah. I've seen in a movie um, they let him do his own thing but they're also like We'll give him advice. Like we're here for you whenever you like. They they know the whole time because I remember when right. she's reading the book and and he was like, oh, I can never be brave enough to say something like that. And he was like, you know, you can tell us anything, right? Yeah. Like we're here for you. And yeah. then like he still doesn't because he, he's not ready. Yeah. That's and one then of my favorite parts too, the book. The book. Is it better to 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 speak speak or to die? To die, yeah. Huh. And then of course, like when the mom picks him up from the train station, mm-hmm. yeah. and of course we talk about the Michael Stuhlberg's monologue. That is Tremendous. widely regarded as one of the best monologues in cinema. He's just so fucking good, dude. And it, it is. It's such a, it's such good delivery. Mm-hmm. Like the camera focuses on him almost like the whole time, and like you're just. It, I feel like he's talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then it when it does finally cut back to Tim Cham, we see him just like that look. You, it's interesting because you can almost see a hint of his admiration for Solbarg as an actor. Yeah. Which for a second kind of pulled me out. But the the immediate like quiver into tears that the words have broken through to him. Just yeah. really touching. 
it is it's a, so good. It's a gorgeous film, and I think that I think because you know a lot of people talk about like oh Pride and Prejudice or mm-hmm. like a lot of these old movies that talk about like love stories, and I think this one is like and Approach Laid on Fire, which is mm-hmm. like a, a lesbian movie. Still I haven't seen it yet. What? Okay, we'll have to watch it. I okay. guess. Okay. Um, I've, and it, Carol, we gotta watch Carol. This, and Carol, this Christmas. that'll be our little uh, lesbian, lesbian feature. feature. Yeah. <laughs> less feature, less dub feature. Yeah. But I think that like showing that, because around this time it was still kind of early twenty. I think it was like 2015, 2016, Like yeah. you know, like Trump was about to be in office. You have like gay marriage was legal a couple years ago before mm-hmm. this, and like gay stories still weren't being told as much as they are now, and they're no. still not being as told as much as they should Especially, be. Especially like it was surprisingly graphic. Surprisingly mm-hmm. graphic, um, the peach scene. The peach scene. The the scene by the pond where he like grabs his cock. Yeah, you know, and like sexy scene. Yeah. But like intimacy is important. We talked about intimacy yeah. before, and I think that straight people get that a lot on cinema. Yeah, and I like when intimate. Like it's not like mm-hmm. it's not like porn. Right. But it's it's intimate. Like intimacy is different. Like the way like it's shot and the way it gets felt and like lusting over somebody and like loving somebody and it, it's just nice to see this being shown in a film and not in yeah. a negative light and the ending is not necessarily like a happy ending no but like it is a realistic ending to a degree like did you really think that a summer romance was going to last more than the summer right and also like the age gap and also like, you know there's just all this all this stuff that plays into it and the ending of him looking into the fireplace crying and it just finds a way to acknowledge all of the nuance of like through Schoolbar's <laughs> character mainly saying like this was a special thing. Yeah. Like, this was a special thing. Uh, n- not many people get to experience love like this. Um, essentially finding an, an, uh, a nuanced and uncheesy way, non-cheesy way to say, um, don't be sad that, it, that, that it's over. Be glad that it happened. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and like, um, and it's nice to have a film where he didn't have to come out like his parents kind of knew right. it wasn't really not because like in most gay films someone comes mm-hmm. out but this film just brushes over the fact that they kind of can pick up hints like parents weren't stupid sometimes but yeah. like when you live in a cottage like a little villa with them, I think they kind of know it doesn't really focus on it too much again like the, uh, another filmmaker would have focused on these points yeah and made them yeah exactly points. it's not really but like it doesn't focus sexuality on the fact that like he calls the gay couple the older gay couple Sonny and Cher yeah as kind of a, a, a slight against them. And he's like, yeah, my that mom calls them that. Like, that's from mom. And then later he's like, does mom know? He doesn't want her to know because he thinks he'll be judged. Right? Yeah. She does know. The dad says, no, I don't think so. But we, we but he, he, she does. And she accepts him. And it's about like, in time, like. It's very subtle ways of saying yeah. that we know and that I am. And I it's am subtle and we know, plotting. You know? It's like, because. Because it's one of those films, kind of an older style, that an older auteur style that like the plot is second. The plot is everything, but it's also secondary to the aesthetics of the film. It takes advantage of the medium to yeah. the, to its fullest. <clears throat> yeah. Because it's about losing yourself in this time, right? Um, which is beautiful. You could also do like you know a smarter person could do a Russian formalist thing on desire. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I and think everything about this movie just works. So you have the score, good. the setting, it, the it's, acting. It's it's like a, a their bright, chemistry. Yeah, oof, oof. so good, 
I wish Army Hammer wasn't a fucking weirdo because <laughs> he really is talented as an actor. Yeah. Um, went in the right hands, not Kenneth Branagh's hands. Uh, he was terrible in Death on the Nile. Ugh, I um, haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's it's Death on the Nile is pretty bad. It's enjoyable though. Well, I like. I, get to I really want to see a Haunting. Of it's Memphis. on Hulu now. It is. Yeah, it came out on Halloween. Katie and I are gonna watch it then. Um, soon. I love that movie. But yeah, call me by your name. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier when you sometimes you just know, sometimes you just yeah. know. You're like, oh, the holdovers. <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all time. I haven't seen it. <laughs> but it I get will what you be. Mean. I get what you mean. It's the way that it's about the it's about the school. It's yeah. it's the it's the setting. It's the environment. And I'm a sucker for a movie that takes place during the holidays or there's snow. Yeah. yeah. Which it's anatomy of fall is a, is a society, winter yeah. films. Winter films. I love them. I, they have. I, it, I'm automatically like I'm on you. Love hooked. them. Um, and we our other together <laughs> watch is equally important. This is another. Grayson gave it five stars. I did. Here, okay, a movie like this. Before we reveal what it is, you have to view it in a different lens. That's yeah. my problem with like critics. Is like, does it? I think does it set out to do, or does it do what it set out to do? Did you have a good time watching yeah. it? Not necessarily did you have a good time. Like, there's like, yeah, yeah, you just yeah. have to see it under different parameters. Exactly. This five stars is different from a Call Me By Your Name five oh, stars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously. But two five star movies in one day, no doubt. Yeah. And, like, was the amount of work that went into them different? Sure. But, like, this movie still had a lot of work and care that went into it to make sure that longtime fans love it. That, you know, the. Or new, like newer on. fans who've never yeah, seen it. Newer before. fans, and and it, it has a wide audience that it has to juggle with. It has. I just I, I love this movie. Right, what do you give it? I just give it a heart. Just a heart. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's a lot of people's answer is they'll like just give it a heart if they don't. Remember I feel like my my bias answer is like they're all five stars to me. Exactly. So like I just give it like the movie. This movie's hearts. I suppose I reveal it. It's it's. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I'll let you reveal it. <laughs> it's Scooby Doo! Exclamation point! The Sword and the Scoob. Oh my god! It's, it's a tremendous film. <laughs> it's great. It's so fucking funny. It's, it's so absurd. Funny. It's absurd. It's um, like an absurdist like masterpiece. Especially Daphne's character. <laughs> Everything Daphne does, she's so funny. She's so for the dancing. I, I can't. I think about that. That's my room. I'm like, I'm always thinking about that. Uh, I was going to send you a video of it, but I couldn't find a good one. Okay, so fun fact about me. Mm-hmm. I like Scooby-Doo. Yeah, you kind of like I kind of like it. You're kind of a super fan. <laughs> I still have your Scooby snacks, by the way. Oh, so I was thinking about those the other day. Yeah. I was like, damn, where are snacks at? Yeah. Where are um, snacks at? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I will give some, some subtle information about Scooby-Doo in this film regarding like mm-hmm. the stuff. So there, there, are, there are TV shows out, like series. You know how there's like Mystery Inc. There's mm-hmm. the one that Be Cool Scooby-Doo that came out recently. Mm-hmm. And the movies come out. This, I think this is the, one, the 33rd, 32nd direct-to-DVD movie. Right. So also put that in the perspective. This is the 30th, this is like 30th time of them rehashing something. Right. They're trying to make new. So always put that in consideration. They're doing this for like a thousandth time. And then so the movies play off the shows, like the characters. Right. So the so so specific versions of that, yes right? like the mystery the animation is not always the same but the personalities match right. the the TV characters to a degree mm-hmm. which is why Daphne is like unhinged 
Because in the Be Cool Scooby Doo series, she's literally on every day, every episode, a different quirk. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. So I think that's really fun that they and like sometimes <laughs> Fred's a dumb, sometimes crazy. he's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's such a it's it was, a fun it's a fun and it's always it's fun to watch with somebody a lot yeah you have to watch with somebody I mean watch it. it's it's comfort by yourself and still funny but if I was watching it by myself I probably wouldn't have been like crying laughing we were in tears so there's and there, you know fun. you know what I love about these movies is there is always clever writing it's instead of the yeah. but like jokes yeah or like adult things that we like now that we get and it, it's so funny yeah like Fred had some really funny lines towards the end I forgot what he, he said but I was like we're fucking laughing. Oh my god. It was great. It's and good. It's a fun little watch. This one had my favorite, probably the funniest line is whenever um they're they're like back in time, right? Like they're they're in medieval times. <laughs> and the guy mentions Fred Flintstone, right? Or oh one of those yeah, yeah. And he's like he's like, What Fred Flintstone? He he doesn't exist yet. How do you know about him? And he's like He's a caveman, <laughs> and it's this like meta joke about like, does in the Hanna Barbera universe does Fred Flintstone exist as an actual caveman, or is he a show? <laughs> with like, so it's, it's like that was what? a good. See, it's just clever. It's clever writing. Yeah, clever, and, and clever, really clever. absurd. Like, just it's like what? they had to go back in time to the King Arthur days, right? And they had to figure out how like time travel and the battery dying, the phone thing. They're like, oh, right. our picture story. We didn't, we didn't do it. It's, so it's good. It's funny. It's, it's yeah. a kids movie, but like it's for adults. Like, yeah, it'd be a good drinking game movie. It would. There's, I think yeah. there's a ton of Scoob movies. Yeah, there's, because there's so many. They sort of follow a formula. They do in a lot of ways, but that formula works and allows the writing to kind of innovate. Yeah, and there's a lot of innovation here. I mean, it's. I've seen actually a, a good amount of Scooby-Doo movies. I've seen all the classics like uh, the Aliens one. Oh, I've seen good. the one with Cyber Chase. Oh, good. I've seen. Um, Those are five star movies. Like the, like like Zombie Island, five stars. Zombie the Witch's Ghost, seen. five stars. Um, Cyber seen, Chase, five stars. There's. I've seen a bunch of them. The Chupacabra one, five stars. I haven't seen the Chupacabra. The Loch Monster one, five stars. I, I think the one I they go to the Australian the Outback and meet the vampires with the Hex Girls. Five yes, stars. I've seen Hex Girls. Yes, yeah. and they're they're really good, and they find ways to stay fresh while also being a comfortable, like, comfortable, yeah, and and familiar. Yeah, like yeah, I agree. Texture. I agree. I agree. Um, we're gonna do a Scooby Doo retrospective one day. We're gonna watch all yes. <laughs> every single Scooby Doo movie. They're pretty short, so that's like an hour and nineteen minutes. It's not long at all. Yeah, not bad. Um, um, I think that's all that we. Oh wait. I watched some other movies. I don't really feel like talking about them. Yeah. Uh, you can check my letterbox if you're curious. I uh, link them down below every time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everything else is kind of like the same. Yeah. Um, I think we should talk about moving forward. Moving forward. We have been teasing merch for a while. We do have a design. We have um, everything kind of figured out. We're, we've been, we're, we're figuring out. Hmm, how should I say this? We need to figure out how many people are interested in it and then have the funds for it. That way we can actually order them. Because if we order bulk, I don't think that that would be yeah, a smart a thing, good, yeah. at least right now. Yeah, <clears throat> so we should do like per order. That way we can order like 30 as opposed to like 100. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So if you would be interested in repping the brand, you know, wearing one of our shirts, um, 
then we are probably going to put out a sign up link like a Google yeah. sign up I'll attach and one. yeah we'll, we'll attach it and if you're interested cool sign up there and then probably at the next episode we'll attach like a Venmo link with a price that way we can make that happen mm-hmm. and then get that to you mm-hmm. um, that's if you're local if you're not we'll keep thinking about it we'll brainstorm we and probably it out. Probably mail. We can mail, you know. That can be expensive. If there's a shirt, it's like super cheap. Yeah. I think because it's like should weight be by weight, bad. right? Yeah, it should not be that bad. Um, we should do hoodies. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool, actually. I would wear one. Um, but yeah, we have a couple designs. We have some 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 stuff going for us. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I think going forward, too, we'll probably continue to do weekly. I think that's the plan right now. And then... Um, we want to get a little at least i want to get a little bit more focused on like i don't know i want it to feel more like a a i love our conversations that we have and they're so fun but i feel like a lot of times we we spend most of the episode recapping yeah and the roulette kind of gave us a a chance to deep dive a film but even then it was like sometimes that fell to the wayside i want to like deep dive things and like we should do like maybe we should do like themed months Mm -hmm. Or like we could do like yeah. maybe like a retrospective on a director for a month. Yeah, or we could have like a topic and bring in our films to talk about for that topic mm-hmm. that we that's decided a good idea. on. Um, actually, that's uh, our one of our loyal listeners, Meg, was like, "Hey, uh, do movies so bad they're good? That's fine." Yeah, like, and then I could bring in my favorite like so bad they're good movies. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, or you know, or and or <coughs> I should say. There's just so many options. I think we could also like do like a double feature of like movies that you wouldn't necessarily think go together, but kind of tie together in an interesting way. I was thinking we do like uh, Battle of the Remakes, right? Like an original and like a remake. I do love that. I think that's actually that'd be really fun to do. We could do like different kind of like setups, and I don't think it should follow a schedule. Kind of feel feel it out, you know, go by vibes. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll hopefully have something concrete by hopefully 2024. Yeah, I think we're gonna play it the rest 100%. of this year. I was like, dude, like three years? That's crazy. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's, uh, that's like a month. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Not two months. Um, yeah, but I, I'm excited about this new direction because it. I feel kind of freed outside of the roulette for a while. The roulette took a lot of yeah. time. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the merch. So. These are our steps forward. Yeah, like. so we can't wait to see what's going on with you yeah. guys, uh, or what's going on with us in a couple of months. Yeah. So not like re- it's like kind of rebranding, but also like not rebranding. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> but um. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, we can we can go ahead and close it out if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, thanks for listening. Thank you so much. This is, this is a good, this is a fun conversation. Yeah. This was a good one. It was. This was um, a good one. It's been a while. It's interesting how it can depend on the, the types of films that we watch. Yeah. Like you got to see some really cool festival films. That's yeah. awesome. Um, I can't wait. I'm so jealous. I hate you. Um, you should have came with me. I don't know why you did it. It was Monday. You were off Monday, right? Um, no. Oh, <laughs> did you work? No. I'll tell you about that later. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. Um, well, on that note, yeah. Thanks for listening, <laughs> and I, I hope that y'all live long and prosper, happy lives. Live happy lives. Happy after after. Yeah. 
and and yeah. watch some movies. Yeah, watch a good film. Them. Watch a fun film. That's my favorite thing is whenever people come up and are like, "Hey, listen to the podcast. Uh, we'll check this out because I wanted to," or we'll be like, you know, "Hey, y'all should talk about this movie because I." And I'm like, "Here's a note for y'all. Tell me why." Because I, I I love talking about film. I don't want to just watch it like like talk to me about it. Like let me know. Yeah, I love that shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Tell me why you love it. And that passion is is why we started this. We were supposed to have people on like every week. Remember? Yeah. To be like, <laughs> you know, it was originally just gonna be, but you know. But things change. Things change. Plans um, change. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Y'all have a good one. Thank you. Signing off. This has been the Unreal Experience. We're That's bringing, gonna be a lot we're of. Bring, we're bringing that back, D. huh? Yeah. <laughs>